Hello and welcome back to Paris Yoga Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Today I am joined by the most beautiful businesswoman, entrepreneur and makeup artist, Kim. <laughs> she is just the sweetest soul and kindness is the heart of everything she does. Kim has a passion for helping people, women in particular, achieve their dreams. She has been so resilient during lockdown, adapting her makeup academy to teach online courses and seeing how hard she works is super inspirational and motivational. So join me as we discuss being a businesswoman, adapting to a global pandemic and how this beauty is now on a mission to help others do the same. Welcome Kim, how are you? Hello and thanks for having me. I love, I love being here and talking to you at anytime. Are oh, you so welcome. I'm so excited for this episode. I feel like if there's any young girls listening that are thinking about starting their own business, any women who want a career change, you are going to motivate them and inspire them to believe in themselves. Oh, I hope we can help and inspire people. <laughs> That's what we try to do every day. So let's make it happen. Definitely. I feel like through Instagram, it's hard to get that message across as well that Obviously, we have our jobs as I'm a yoga instructor, you're a makeup artist, we own businesses, but at the heart of what we want to do is help people. And it's it's difficult, isn't it, to relay that on a post? So I think podcast is the perfect opportunity to just open up the conversation. Definitely. It's mm-hmm. definitely the best way to let people into who we are as people as well, and not just who we are on Instagram. So I'm excited for people to get to know us a little bit better. Love that. So would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a bit about you and your journey so far? Yep, so I am obviously a makeup artist from Manchester. Mm -hmm. I started my career professionally when I was 18, when I got the job at MAC. Um, It was kind of like the job to have at the time. Um, I, I feel like I learned so much, not even just makeup wise, but how to deal with people and customers. So although it was a retail job, which is kind of what people aspire not to do at the moment, I think it's a great starting point and it helps you to learn to be a strong person and deal with so many difficult customers. So that's how I started. And I then. Love that. Sorry to just interrupt you already, but I think like that's such a positive spin to put on a retail job because I reckon like a lot of 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds will see people flying on Instagram, but maybe not have seen the years of crap jobs that we've both done that have got us to kind of where we are now and the skill set that's transferable from those jobs that we didn't love, but they give us good like work ethic. That's it. And I think having the skill and the talent is one thing, but it's so many other things that go into actually giving a good customer service, being able to deal with different situations, putting yourself Mm -hmm. in vulnerable positions, say if you're, you know, going to people's houses, there's so many different situations, but getting that experience early on in your career, like everything is a lesson. So you just have to go with it at the time and then at that time you will take something from that crap job or that part-time <laughs> job that is going to help you later in life and I just I love everything I've done I don't I used to work at Superdry <laughs> <laughs> I mean I love that 
you can imagine the fashion statements I was walking around in, but I loved it and I thought, you know what? You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Wanna go out on the weekend. Absolutely. <laughs> Love that we were both little hustlers on our, in our teenage years. Like I can just imagine us. I think I had like three, four jobs at one point, but I absolutely loved it. Like loved having my own money and yeah. like, as you say, getting a little outfit for the weekend. Or <laughs> I used to like pay for my driving lessons and be so buzzing that like I was learning to drive and stuff. It's just shapes you as a person, doesn't it? Definitely, and you've got to get you've got to get that early on. I think you can't just expect you've got to go out and get it and you're getting experience when you're doing it whether it's good experience or bad experience it's all lessons isn't it absolutely love that such a positive spin sorry for interrupting go back to your gorgeous intro about your amazing career so far yep so then when I was 19 I started teaching um I was just teaching people how to do their own makeup I feel like my skill level wasn't wasn't that great Although it was nice and pretty and natural, but I never really took it any further until I started teaching. So once I'd started teaching, because I'm having to explain to people how to do things and why they're doing certain things, it actually brought me on as, a, as an artist fully. And I, I managed to find myself as an artist through me teaching other people. Love that. So yeah, from there on, I got my little studio and I was there for two years, um, built up a massive clientele, have had to take on more staff and then I quickly outgrew it and then I got Mickey back in 2017. So then we've been there for three years, coming up four years now, which is scary. <laughs> mm. um, and yeah, we've just grown and then in the past year we've had to adapt and obviously take the lessons online yeah. um, so now we can offer qualifications over the internet and we've got so many international students which is crazy but it's so good to be Amazing. able to you know teach people in Spain and Mexico and yeah. like America and it's like how have they even found us but it is so humbling and exciting to be able to teach people worldwide who don't have that education accessible to them mm, yeah absolutely I think when Covid hit you were faced weren't you with the option of right we're closed until we reopen or we adapt this business and take it online and see what you've done with your team and the hours that you've put in behind the camera for anyone that doesn't follow um, Kim or Mickey on Instagram she's really good at documenting the journey behind the business which is something that I wish I was better at you always say it so well like you let people into the ups and the downs and I think what was it in you that made you think okay no we can't just close the well at that point we thought it'd be a few months didn't we but a year on what made you think we need to adapt here and take this online well, it was mainly probably about a week or so before lockdown. I was adamant, obviously, loads of places was closing and I was like, no, girls, that'll never... I, I did actually think we're not going to have to close mm. at that time because the lessons had died off. We had quite a lot of um, international students that couldn't travel to us. Yeah. So we had so many cancellations 
and we was like what what can we do for the for those people who are now stuck in different countries who can't train with us so we was like right okay so we'll do some live youtube sessions which Mm. is basically you don't have to pay for it just put the videos up on a private link and then anyone that purchases can just have the link sent to them manually yeah and after the first session the first two sessions like sold out over a hundred people purchasing we was like wait we're gonna have to actually do something with this it was in the pipeline but not until about september so we were like seven months early uh, seven months early and we was like we're gonna have to start something pretty quick and then so we went back to the drawing board and we decided to do our best-selling course which was in the classroom take that course online because our main clientele is beginners yeah so we chose our bestseller which is the universal fast track which is a fast track into the industry um quick and easy but effective way of learning so um, could you do that course if you'd never picked up a makeup brush? Yeah. Oh my God, I yeah, need to so do it. <laughs> yeah, do it. So it's all your theory and you've got your online assessments and then we teach you the practical side. So that is a, a series one, two and three. And then it teaches you everything you need to know to get into makeup as a, as a basic makeup artist. That's amazing. And it's just grew from there, obviously, over the past 12 months. Seeing the growth online as well has been just amazing because I know how hard you work and Kim is one of these people if again if you don't follow her on Instagram who pours a hundred percent of passion into everything she does like nothing's half-hearted everything you put out is just incredible and it's amazing to see you succeed oh thank you very much Mm -hmm. yeah there is a lot of hard work and a lot of the girls have had to jump into different job roles we're only a small team but we know that creating content for the brand and putting a positive brand image out, which is essentially helping people, giving them tips and tricks on how they can better themselves as a makeup artist, having like quick accessible bits of information and then obviously offering the longer term professional courses as well. It's just about having something to offer for so many different people. Yeah. It sounds like you've adapted the business just so professionally, you know, as I said before, like nothing's been half-hearted and I love that. So, well done. <laughs> um, oh, thank you. And same to you with the app, which oh. has obviously saved my life in the past year. <laughs> <laughs> That's so kind. I actually love seeing your yoga journey, like when you posted that reel that you were going to be practising every day mm. for 21 days. I was like, I love that because you just so committed to everything that you do yeah but it helps with having inspiring people like I say I'm always on your page if I feel a little bit lost or I'm having a bit of a day where I need to get myself back I always find myself just scrolling through and just I think that's important thing to mention as well like make sure you're following people that are going to help you be the best version of yourself and I feel like Paris is well you're one of those people that brings out the best in me and I think we're both so good for each other that's so kind like honestly can't even tell you how much that means have you noticed by the way 
since doing your content course I've posted every day on Instagram (laughs) so I've gone from posting like if anyone follows me on Insta well you will follow me on Insta if you listen to this podcast (laughs) I hope but my um it wasn't that um how can I put it like my time management was just so poor when it come to it because I'd find myself doing like a whole working day and then thinking right what can I post and because my heart wasn't in it I didn't want to post but I'm one of those people that if I know like the how-to behind it Mm -hmm. like a bit of a geek I can I can run with it then so I set myself like a little challenge to be really consistent with it and post every day and add value and the course that I've done um through Kim's business um the Mickey online was content curation and it really just helped me give like give me some direction yeah so thank you for that <laughs> honestly your content at the minute as well like posting more reels even, yeah. you know. oh those reels though Kim can I just be dead real and say <laughs> like I know everyone has this perception that I'm super zen and calm and I am <laughs> <laughs> but them reels Oh my god, I swear Instagram's trying to push me over the edge. <laughs> what was it in music? Yeah, they just take some practice, don't they? Like I've actually got to the point now where I enjoy them. But it's it Instagram just make it hard because you can't like add in a slide. So say if you get to like your eighth slide and then you're like, oh I wanna add this in seconds, you can't you've gotta delete it all and start again. And are then not, get... Are you not using InShot? No just been doing it through the instagram app yeah that's where you're going wrong so i did download in shot it's actually on my phone because i seen it in the in the course course. but it's just one of those things again because that's how you add on original audio isn't it yeah and honestly i've never ever (laughs) made a reel on instagram oh stop it (laughs) (laughs) well i've just mastered it so i'm not gonna (laughs) actually do need to attempt one because I'm going to do one on InShot with like original audio so if anyone's listening who's had the same trouble with reels we are great for engagement like I put a ballet bar one up and my posts don't get a lot of like um interaction but that one just went mad so it definitely does work for any small businesses that are you know wondering how the algorithm works i think instagram are definitely pushing reels to the top of their explore page etc so give them a go (laughs) yeah any other instagram tips you've got for small businesses to people who are listening or maybe not even businesses individuals that want to become or have an online presence because definitely i'd probably say if you think of instagram as being a business itself Instagram wants all users to be using all features. So every single week you need to be posting at least, um, you know, at least once a day on your stories, at least twice or three times a day on your grid. They want you to be posting reels every week. They want you to be posting IGTV. Mm-hmm. They want you to be basically creating engagement, which is going to, make people stay on that platform for a longer time so interesting isn't it i seen a thing the other day and it said you pay for instagram with your energy yeah because the more time you spend on there the more adverts they're pushing in front of your face that's probably going to make you buy it yeah that's so. exactly it you've just gotta you've got to kind of play the game with instagram 
Mm. It's difficult because I've said this to you before, you know, with all the work that you do and I'm trying to do more mindfulness and peace and Zen phones do not align with that kind of work. So you've got to use it to kind of put yourself out there, but we want to disconnect as well to actually be true to ourselves. So you use Instagram as if you're going to work and then leave it. You can't get too caught up. That's such a good tip. And I feel like I do that. I feel like in the beginning of the Instagram journey, I felt like I couldn't even story if I'd not replied to all my DMs because I didn't want people to think I was being rude. But then I'd spend the first hour of my day, like obviously after yoga and all the rest of it, but just replying to people. So I found like I've got a better balance now. I just put my put my notifications off completely because I don't know about you but if I see it there mm. I know about it I'm, it's going to niggle in my brain whereas if my notifications are off it's the end of my working day yeah. then I can, I can go in and answer with like a fresh brain when I'm ready for it kind of thing. Definitely and obviously if you are a small business and you're just starting out you're going to want to do all your social media yourself but there mm. is a lot of good companies out there that will help and support you if you do what if you do want to disconnect and you can put someone else in charge of it but yeah as all small businesses do we all wear 10 hats and we want to have the control of of it ourselves so it's just a balance that's suitable for you Mm, definitely I think you touched on there as well um obviously we've had the conversation where we're where we've fallen behind on certain things because we're so busy doing 10 other jobs so like recording the content editing it doing the write-up in my term for the yoga class yours for the makeup classes like they're 12 14 hour days aren't they and I don't know about you but like when you're on a shoot and you're filming content I feel like I need to be heart and soul there to deliver the best possible class that's going to live on my app but I also want to do like a behind the scenes to let everyone on Instagram know, hey, this is the content I'm recording and I'm really excited about it and want you to deliver it. But it's finding that balance. Like, how do you do the two of them? Yeah, that's one conversation that we've had recently because we've just been doing content days. So before we closed, we used to have say a content half a day where we'd get a model in and we'd create satisfying content what we know would get our page more views and you know just doing fun current things what we might not necessarily have chance to do in a lesson Mm -hmm. but what we used to do is say if we was doing a one-to-one we'd just ask the students permission if we could record them in different parts obviously still staying super attentive to the lesson and we had a discussion the other day where we was like, how did we used to do that? Because of our, <laughs> the way we do content now is so, it's like a military operation. Yeah. You know, capturing the video, getting the light in, yeah. knowing which parts are going to be filmed close in, close, like, mm-hmm. further out. So. Yeah, all the different angles, making sure your mic's on. <laughs> like, so, I don't know if you followed me in the early days where I lost... I think it was 13 hours of um, flow and ballet bar workout. It was before I'd launched the app and I was doing it all myself in terms of like the videography. 
and um, the mic pack had died. <laughs> so I had all the um, video footage of me teaching these like 13 cla our classes, wow. but, but no audio. <laughs> and uh, honest to God, I, was, I, couldn't, I couldn't, no, I couldn't use them because the voiceover would have wouldn't have matched because I talk into camera a lot. Oh yeah. Um oh, sorry, I'm not laughing. But... No, honest to God, that day haunts me because I remember feel I've never felt sickness in my stomach, like in professional terms. Yeah. I'm such a perfectionist like you. I like mm -hmm. to know everything. I've done my best to the best of my ability and I was so mad at myself. But again, it was one of those lessons like now. <clears throat> Every time I record a class, even if it's a five-minute meditation, I triple check that mic pack. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this cannot be dead. Yeah. We've had parts where audio's just gone flat, like mm -hmm. five minutes, and we've had to quickly just record a voiceover. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's only for five minutes out of the class, and that is something that grates on me. But <laughs> you just have to know, well, we know that won't happen again. Yeah. No, definitely. It's all a lesson, as you said at the beginning. Yeah. I think that's an important thing for anyone who's wanting to start their own business or businesses um, to understand that it will never be plain sailing. And that's something that I had to get my head around it really, really early on when I started my yoga studio. You know, for a few weeks, you think, OK, I've got this. I'm in a good routine. And then a curveball comes out of nowhere. And when the responsibility falls with you. If your mindset is knocked every time something comes as a curveball, mm -hmm. you're not going to succeed, unfortunately, because that's what business is. It's ever changing. You've got to be evolving. As nice as you are as a person, not everyone is going to agree with the things that you do or the decisions that you make. So you've just got to become resilient. And I, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say um, I had a thick skin, but I've developed kind of like not to take it personally and just to know that everything that happens is a lesson and how you deal with it ultimately will kind of put you on the pathway where you're going to go. You know, if you choose to crumble at the first kind of curveball, it's not for you and that's yeah. okay. I think one of the main things that we do as small business owners is we always come across problems but it's the resolving and mm. it's about making a quick effective decision based on something that might trigger you or affect you or affect like the next day or the next week or I don't know like even like a staff member just walking out or leaving or you've yeah. you've got to remain headstrong and think right what can I do how am I going to do it and you just have to do it and you yeah. don't really have time to think about feeling sorry for yourself there's no time for it yeah, you have to make a decision and move on yeah definitely I think what you've said there is just hit the nail on the head in that there's no time to be like where is me because you made the decision I always think this about Michelle you made the decision to open those doors and now you have to stand by that decision whether it's flying or whether it's a bad time and you, you, you know you, you're getting it left right and center you've really got to be resilient and I always say to like my team we focus on the problem and the problem gets bigger so the quicker we find the solution 
the solution's going to get bigger. Yeah. Um. Sorry, just totally digress then, but it takes us on to our next little subject, which is mindset. And I do love your outlook on everything. You know, whenever we talk, you are always super positive and filled with knowledge. So can you tell our listeners if there's any kind of like mindset books that you love, podcasts or any kind of quotes that just help you with your mindset in general? I'd probably say, obviously, I'm your number one fan. So it's going to be the Paris podcast. The one that stuck out for me was the one with Mind PT. And I've just recently listened to the other one. The Habits one. The Habits one. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, amazing. I need to listen again. You know, when you pick things up and then you think, right, I need to go back and and take a couple of notes. So with the habits one, did you hear the bit about the um, every decision you make is a vote cast towards the person you want to become? Yeah. Like that to me is just, that was from the book Atomic Habits to anyone who hasn't listened to that episode. Um, James Clear, the author, talks about habits and how, say for example, like I love being a healthy person, living a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So every meal I cook, every run, every yoga practice, that's all cast in a vote to me being that healthy person. Whereas if I was to wake up tomorrow and, I don't know, go and eat McDonald's all day and not exercise, that wouldn't be me casting votes towards the person I want to become. It would be me casting a vote towards the person who... um you know not aspiring to be um so what would you say you do kind of like religiously to cast those votes because I know you're so passionate about business and helping people would you say it's something to do with that yeah I'd probably say getting in tune with yourself knowing your intentions all the time we're always trying to find solutions about like well how is it going to be an easy process for people to go from not being able to pick up a brush to actually have the confidence to, you know, deliver a service to people and trying to give them the full package. So I feel like at the forefront of my mind is just like, right, how can we make this experience simple, effective, but achievable? And I think that's one thing I picked up from the podcast is you know, it's daunting getting into a new habit or trying to achieve something like, like you said, trying to sign up to the yoga app and saying you're going to do yoga every single day and you're going to go on runs every single day. It's, it's so different to what you're used to doing. It's more than likely that you're not going to, you're not going to fulfill it and you're not going to continue doing it. Whereas if you partner it with something for example, you say, I don't know, I'm going to make a cup of tea and then meditate for five minutes. You're pairing yeah. it with something else. And I think that's one thing I took from it. And <laughs> I found myself doing it now, like partnering my habits. With something else. With something else to make I it possible. Yeah. 
So that's called habit stacking for anyone who is interested. Your brain is hardwired to do the things that you do every day. It loves habits and your body loves like um, clocks and knowing what time you're going to eat and all these things. So when you habit stack, say for instance, you wouldn't leave the house without brushing your teeth. That is a habit. So you can start habit stacking things that can take two minutes. So while the kettle's boiling for your morning cup of coffee, you can quieten down your mind, not pick up your phone and meditate. And it's not taking you any extra time because you would still be there waiting for the kettle to boil, but you might have just been scrolling through Instagram, which is not going to set your mind off to the best start in the morning. And just while we're on that point, like... For me, my morning routine, I always have the first hour to hour and a half of the day phone free because I don't want any little micro stresses to creep in and set my day off to the wrong tone. So is there anything that you do in the morning that helps you stay calm and not get stressed before you've even left the house? Yeah, I find I try to do a lot of breathing exercises. It's something that I didn't do before, you know, putting my headphones in. Maybe, like now, this morning, I've been to the gym because they're they're back open. But instead of thinking about, should I do this, shouldn't I do that, it's about just getting up and doing it. Yeah. And your phone can, one, be distracting, so I'm trying not to be on my phone as much in the mornings. Yeah. or doing a quick 10-15 minutes yoga and mm. then a meditation and then starting your day instead of thinking oh I've got to spend an hour doing yoga because I know that's one thing I mentioned to you before I was like how do you find the time to do an hour in the morning and you was like just find that little bit of time you don't need a full hour yeah it's about just just aligning yourself for the day and yeah you're just mentally preparing yourself for for the day and knowing that you're going out being the strongest, best version of yourself. Absolutely. I love that. I love that you've picked up on that as well because that's probably one of the most common questions um, from beginners. Like, how do I get a home practice? I haven't got an hour every day. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll get on my mat for 10 minutes. Like, it's a luxury if I've got an hour to practice, usually on, like, a Sunday or something where I'm not rushing. And I'll really enjoy it. But you've just got to keep that consistency with those 10, 15, 20 minute practices. Because I like to think of it like when I teach kids yoga, I say, imagine when your room's dead messy at home and there's toys everywhere and you can't find your favourite toy. So you get a little bit angry and your mum's nagging you to put your toys away and everything's just a bit stressed. And then when you clean up your room and all your toys are away and you can find your perfect, your favourite toy, you just feel calm because you know where everything is. And I feel like that's what yoga and meditation does for your mind. It's like clearing up a messy room at home. So sometimes you haven't got like an hour to do a deep clean and you're skating board and hoover, but you've got 10 minutes to do a little tidy up and let go of any crap that you're taking from like the day, you know, as, as business women as well. I think we, I rely on it heavily for my mindset and to know that I'm making the best decisions Yeah. because if I didn't keep on top of my mind and meditate and let things go, how would I then be making the best decisions for my business? It might be clouded by something negative that's happened. Yeah. And I think your mindset is, 
is the, the most powerful tool that any successful person can have or non-successful person like well even if you are if you've got a good mindset you're successful anyway because I totally you, agree with that. yeah you're working on yourself every single day and you're turning up for yourself and you're making sure that you're being the best version of you and I feel like whether you read someone's biography or listen to a successful person's podcast or even if you watch a film you will always notice the same pattern that people who are headstrong or who are doing these things and these tools to help them overcome it doesn't mean that they don't have problems they're just able to tackle them in a more headstrong way if that makes sense I don't really know where I'm going yeah. with, but no I absolutely know what you mean like it doesn't matter what role you do mm. or what your dream is your mindset is no different from someone who Kyla Jenner who's a billionaire do you know what I mean we all have the, t- the same tools available to us for yeah. our minds and it's up to us unfortunately to undo the work that has been programmed into us yeah, <laughs> and kind of yeah reprogram it to believe in ourselves that actually takes us on to the, the next subject I think this was like oh my god a few months ago but I was talking I had a big filming day and I storied and you replied because I was so nervous and I said that I suffer sometimes with imposter syndrome mm-hmm. and for those of you who aren't sure what imposter syndrome is it refers to an internal experience of just believing that you're not as competent as others perceive you to be um and I think through it'd be interesting to hear your take on this because I think particularly through lockdown so many lovely messages from people saying oh my god you've smashed it well done blah 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 blah. and I'm thinking no 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 I haven't I'm just crap at showing like what's actually gone into it it might seem on the outside and then I think god I really want to be authentic and let people in but then there's not enough time to say okay I've done it for 12 14 hour day and this is what I've done and you don't want to moan I never want to come across as negative so it's finding that balance but you replied saying that it's something that you've suffered with and I think because it has such massive links to perfectionism and you know overthinking things when you're put in front of a camera and you know you've got to deliver something, imposter syndrome is so real because others perceive you as being so good at what you do. Yeah. So how do you, I find when I, I think I put it on that Instagram story, when I have those mornings and I know I wake up with this critical mind and straight away I'm like, okay, I'm not pee today. (laughs) I'm this worrying person that's saying like, this internal dialogue is going, why are you even filming that? Yeah. No one even wants to see that. Why are you even talking about this posture? Or it was an advanced posture day, so like you're gonna fall out of your headstand or just just these yeah. internal critics really loud. So the way I combat it for anyone that's listening that suffers with imposter syndrome, you've got to get out of your head and into your heart. Mm-hmm. And I say this in class all the time because 
we spend so much time in our mind that it can become critical, particularly if you suffer with things like this or anxiety or stress. So moving into your body is the first step. So the first step for me is yoga, getting out of my head and into my heart. And then I'll put something on like, I think that morning I put Tony Robbins, one of his motivational speeches on on YouTube while I was getting ready. And that just flips the switch for me and I can snap myself out of it. But first step is obviously becoming aware of the thoughts that you're having and the internal dialogue because that is like poison as soon as you start believing those thoughts you just go down a black hole the second step is to get out of your head and into your heart start feeling your body and get connected and then third is for me anyway to put something on that is really going to challenge my mindset and make me step up to again the person I want to become so for you when you experience imposter syndrome how do you feel it and how do you get yourself out of it? I one I think I spoke about this with you before, but I've had it so many times. But the main one that really sticks out to me is when I done the class in Lithuania. Oh my so, god, this is amazing! By the way, what an achievement! Yeah, it it was good. Do you know when it was at a really traumatic time in my life because I'd just lost my dad mm. um, a couple of months before and then my career was like I was getting so many different jobs at the time and I couldn't even take them all on and I was so busy with the weddings and the bridal and I was doing these shows I was doing so many different things when I think back now and think god like how, what were you even doing? I don't even remember doing half of it because it's, it's oh. as if you're just in autopilot and you're just doing and not thinking. Yeah, it's that grief cloud, isn't it? Where yeah. things are moving, but you're actually, you might be physically present yeah. in your body, but <laughs> mentally and energetically, you are just in a cloud where you can't really hear anything, but no. you're there. Yeah, yeah. it's like you you're floating in haze and mm -hmm. everything's foggy but you're just doing so I don't know like I don't know I, it's as if you're just doing but yeah I got booked to do the job and to be honest I thought it was just a a normal masterclass just like any other masterclass I've been in in front of hundreds of people before um I don't really get nervous at shows like that but I think because I was going through that trauma I didn't really know what I was signing up for, which in a way was a good thing because when I got there, I was basically representing the UK, being the only UK makeup artist there. Wow. I was like world famous artists from New York, Australia, Russia, and I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> amongst these amazing inspirational people who have got 20 plus years experience under the belt mm. and I'm there in in the crowd waiting to you know do my thing which I don't even remember what I was thinking at the time I don't even remember planning the look whereas something like that you'd normally have a few practices you know yeah. you'd see your model beforehand you'd practice and so you know exactly what you're doing. I got on that stage and delivered the class completely blind. Like I didn't wow. even, I just picked up whatever I picked up on my brush and just went with it. Luckily it was, it was beautiful. My model was great. 
<laughs> but I remember thinking to myself, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> who, who cares? Like, why am I, why have they picked me? <laughs> like, why am I here with these people? Surely they could have got someone else. Like, was I too cheap? <laughs> oh. Thinking that you've underquoted for the job. But at the time, I just thought, you know what, just go with it. And then when I got off the stage, um, it was one of the, the 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 women that was running the show, like the whole show. It was yeah. in front of 2,000 people. And she said to me, do you know what? I've never seen the crowd so engaged. She said, uh, over the two days, um, she said, hands down, that was the best delivery of a lesson we have ever seen. And I was like, what? I love that. And there was, honestly, there was crowds of people like pulling me like a like I was a celeb, trying to grab me for pictures. I've got sweat patches under my armpit. What have I just done? <laughs> what did you do when people started asking for pictures with you? I think I just got pictures with them. I did you? I tell you what I looked like. The sweat was rolling. I'm <laughs> I can't remember doing my makeup that morning. Honestly, it was crazy. And then it wasn't wow. until you get like a little room at the back, you know, to just go off the stage or whatever. And I just went in there and took a minute and thought, wow. what have I just done? That's amazing. I'm so proud of you. Well done. Thank you. But yeah, yeah it, it was really good. But at the start, it was like imposter syndrome thinking, get yeah. me off the stage. No one gives a shit. <laughs> Sorry to swear. Yes. <laughs> No, I know what you mean. Do you think now, though, from that experience, it's made you handle other things better? Like, there's things that's happened in my career where I've been totally out of my comfort zone, but it's made me really step up. And then the next time I'm asked to do something, I feel like, okay, well, I've done that, so I can definitely handle this. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It was the biggest job I've done of my career so far. So that in itself like nothing's ever topped it yeah if I ever, ever I'm in feeling vulnerable or like I'm out of my depth I'll always just refer back and be like come on Kim you did that you did that yeah exactly and I think it's important to be so raw and honest with anyone listening that might look at these things on Instagram or well yeah it would be on Instagram the only place you where you see people having these massive career milestones and big achievements and they might look okay on the surface I would never let anyone know I was uncomfortable in front of that camera yeah and you would never let anyone know you were uncomfortable on that stage but inside you could be having the worst imposter syndrome and the worst nerves yeah um so you never really know what that person's going through and I think it shapes you as a, a business person doesn't it to understand that you can achieve those things when you put yourself out there yeah 100 percent. and the best decisions are made when you're not thinking too much into it probably if i yeah. knew the extent of the <laughs> the size of that show would yeah. i have kind of said no or really overthought it and it been you know the results not been as good because i've i've got in my head so much mm. that I would have put myself up and, and the imposter syndrome might have been a little bit more, a little bit yeah, worse. Definitely. That's so, so, I kind of so. walked in blind and just got up there and did it and then it kicked in on stage. 
But if I had two, three months to think about, you know, in that vulnerable time of my life where I'm feeling not confident to even talk to people, never mind teach people on a stage, I would have put myself off and probably ended up getting a a flight home early and not doing it. But I did it. And you, you it's, it is so raw and you just have to kind of go for it. So true that, like, not to overthink and not to always jump to the worst conclusions and think, well, you know, I'm not experienced enough or Mm. all those things. And I think to, again, to anyone who is wanting to become an entrepreneur, I don't know why I always feel cheesy saying that because we are entrepreneurs, but... I feel cheesy saying that as well. I I feel like it's a woman thing, like men would be so... Sorry to any men listening, Mm -hmm. adults but anyone like men going oh yeah I feel a bit shy saying I'm an entrepreneur they'd be like yeah I'm an entrepreneur of mm-hmm. a such company <laughs> I know I agree like when you're doing your bio on your website what do I say am I an entrepreneur stop it I've just been asked for a bio from another company that I've done some work with <laughs> I've, 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 I've wrote the email no joke about 10 times because mm-hmm. I'm like what do I say but you're not just a yoga teacher and I'm not just a makeup artist. So it's one of them things, isn't it? We need a multi, multi-job multi purpose. And that yeah. kind of sums it up, an entrepreneur, doesn't it? Entrepreneur, definitely. I was going somewhere with that, though, the entrepreneur thing. When <laughs> I was talking about male ego, let's let's have a little slice of that male ego and be like, yes, as a, okay, as a female entrepreneur, mm-hmm. I think it's dead important to say yes to as much as you possibly can not saying to become overwhelmed but I can't tell you how many jobs I've said yes to that I've turned up and maybe they've not gone as well as I've liked but I've met someone incredible there who's then led me on to something else in my career Mm -hmm. or um, it's gone amazing and off the back of that job there's been someone there that's been like I love what you do and I'd love to get you involved in my company Um, so I think to anyone who is thinking well how do I even get started putting yourself out there and saying yes to as much as you possibly can again without putting too much stress on yourself without getting overwhelmed is the best thing you can do and I'm sure like you you know if you'd have turned down that that gig that you've just spoken about you would have been so disappointed in yourself yeah and it might not have you know led to x y and z so yeah to anyone listening just try and say yes and don't go in with no expectations as well you always leave feeling 10 times better you know if you go in thinking right I'm going to get this this and this from this job and then it doesn't go your way you'll be disappointed but going in blind like you said not thinking about it too much you'll come out amazing okay so for anyone still listening, I can't believe we've been talking for nearly 47 minutes. Has it been that long? Yeah. It's so quick, isn't it? Isn't it? I know. Right, last 10 minutes. Um, best business advice you have ever been given? Hmm. <laughs> um. Why has my mind just gone super blank? <laughs> Let me have a little think. Do you know what? Because I was all in on that 
that last subject. <laughs> My mind's yeah, completely... Okay, well, we'll, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Let's go with the best life advice you've been given. Because I feel like life advice is so much more, like, don't sweat the small stuff. Or I think I shared on, it was probably on Instagram where I shared majority of stuff, but when I did my landmark training, one of the exercises from the course leader was to um, write a letter from yourself at your 80th birthday party. And it was so good. And I find myself doing this exercise now because I think we spend so much time worrying about things that really, when we're 80, and she was like, right, imagine yourself at your 80th birthday party, surrounded by your partner, your family, your grandkids, look at all the pictures in the room, all the things you've achieved, maybe the things you've tried to achieve, you might have failed that, but they've taken you onto another path. And then think about the thing that you're concerning yourself with now. Is it going to be relevant? Yeah. And the answer is always no, because you're not going to be worried about that when you're, you're 80. So it kind of speeds up the process with becoming okay with whatever is kind of getting you back up. Yeah. Because if you're not going to worry about it then, what's the point in worrying about it now? Like, it doesn't get you anywhere. Just a waste of your energy. Mm. So for me, that was probably one of the biggest best sorry pieces of life advice I've been given I'm not going to worry about it at my 80th birthday party I'm not going to spend time worrying about it now yeah I do feel as if a lot especially when I first started the business a lot of my decisions was based like fear driven and it's something that I'm constantly trying to work on like having this fear and I feel like in the past year, probably past two years, I feel like I'm so much more open to problems now. And I don't find myself worrying and dwelling so much because I'm so so much more focused on the solution and being able to overcome it and thinking, you know, just having that, that voice in your head saying, life's too short, it's fine. Yeah it is going to be fine like most of the time time is a healer and you know if you just give it a couple of days and then revisit the problem you're going to be a lot more open to the solutions rather than thinking oh everything's going wrong and I'm not going to be able to fix it yeah definitely and being like if it's a problem with business I think taking the emotion out of it and leading with strategy mm. um for anyone who's feeling and I think a lot of small businesses will be feeling this right now as we start to adapt and come out of lockdown we'll be faced with different ways of working and different customers and all these things so it's important I think as a businesswoman to to take emotion out of it and kind of put that <laughs> hate to throw it back out there but that male hat on because mm. I think we've spoke about this, like our boyfriends are so good at just being like, why are you even bothered? Yeah. Just because men don't, don't yeah, they just don't um, get like that kind of emotional attachment yeah. like to, to problems. And I think you, you found that comforting, haven't you, when you've had certain things happen where you just 
listened to that advice and been like, okay, what am I even worried about? Definitely. <laughs> Another uh, little quote that I love, and I just wanted to share it because <laughs> a lot of people don't do a lot of things because they're scared of failing. Mm. But you'd rather try and fail than live wishing you'd have tried. I love that. And if you're not failing, you're not learning. You can't be good at everything. And I think, especially women, they have so such high expectations of themselves to overachieve straight away and get results straight away. But yeah. you, you have to kind of enjoy the journey. And if the journey fails, then start something else and take it as a lesson absolutely that's honestly such a good point and I think as well to just be super real again me and Kim have both come from super humble backgrounds and have done everything for ourselves with the two businesses that we've we've set up and I think it's hard again to look from the outside in and see the kinds of uh, like little victories but you don't see the the struggles that got us to that point um so yeah just that quote just made me think of that like yeah it th- there's always always a lesson to be learned kind of thing definitely I love that so much mm-hmm. I think that that quote that you've just said is just the perfect way to to round off the podcast yeah. and I hope that we've kind of covered enough for anybody who's thinking about starting a business or who is in business and maybe just appreciates that kind of rawness to say that we all struggle every day with different problems and the number one tip I could give to anyone in business is to work on your mindset because it's the most invaluable investment you will ever make. Yeah every single day just do something small which will lead to long-term habits which essentially lead to a powerful routine that are going to make you an all-round better person and allow you to live the life that you want to live because everybody has that ability love that just so inspirational (laughs) (laughs) emotional i know i feel like i'm in manchester right now and just giving you a hug oh stop uh well thank you so much for joining me for anyone that doesn't follow kim on instagram i'm gonna link her page below obviously she's got mickey online which has got all the courses available some of which we've touched on um but yeah you're just amazing and can't wait to hear the feedback on this episode thank you all so much for listening and thank you again for joining me Yep, thank you everybody and thanks Paris for just being the most amazing, inspiring person ever. Oh, stop. <laughs> oh, I love you so much. Thank you everyone and we will surely be back with another episode soon. <laughs>